Badger Weekly. I am Clayton Lenkelzigich. I'm Derek Neighbors. And today we're going to be talking about feedback loops. So Derek, you uh, you brought that up, or that was your topic idea. Yeah, I think I think it's something I'm I'm seeing a lot um, that I'm trying to build into um, the. Could, could we start with what you mean by a feedback loop? In case yeah. you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we talk a lot about uh, iterative development and uh, you know agile and uh, being responsive and you know n- number of pieces. And so for me, f- a feedback loop is. Uh, we agree to do something, right? Or we, we do some form of performance or we agree to do something. Like some event happens, some work happens, some something happens. A stakeholder, a recipient, a customer, somebody reviews, uses, uh, observes, does something with the output of that performance, that work, whatever that thing is and gives feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it, rants on it. I give some form of information back to the original person um, so that they have the ability to then take that information and apply it accordingly to hopefully end up with a better result or a better thing the next time. Cool. Thanks. So you were you were saying about uh, feedback loop something that came up this week uh, made you think about it. Yeah. So I mean I am seeing it all over the place, right? So like from an organizational perspective, I think there's you know a development team, right, that you know is doing agile and is doing regular retrospectives, and so they're kind of doing a pretty good feedback loop on their work in general, right? And I, I'm seeing this team also do feedback loops within side of their iteration fairly well. Um, uh, uh, and recently we've made some changes around design process and what design might look like. And a big part of that was trying to tighten feedback loops. And it is very clear to me that uh, what a tight feedback loop is to one person is not the same to somebody else. So if you're used to a world where somebody says, hey, I want this thing done, and you go off in a corner and you spend a week, two weeks, four weeks, some internment amount of time doing it, and you come back and drop it on their desk on the day that it's due, and that works well for you, uh, that's what you consider a feedback loop. Uh, when you're used to working on a team where it's, hey, let's decide to do this thing, we talk about this thing, we maybe draw this thing, we iterate on this thing four or five times before we actually even go to physically do the thing, and then, you know, every hour during the physical thing, you know, we're bringing it back to the team for additional feedback, and we're working in a pair together who's giving constant feedback the entire time the work is done, a three-day feedback loop seems like an eternity, <laughs> right? Right, And so there's, there's been all these frustrations around, you know, hey, we're not going to use uh, physical mock-ups. We're not going to use, you know, PSDs, Photoshop, you need, whatever you want from a digital tool. We're going to be much more um, design happens within the same sprint. Design happens in, in planning meeting, right? So the development team's kind of going under this uh, assumption. Okay. And lo and behold... Uh, the design team uh, or people doing design um, outside of the team, let's call it like assets, like the visual 
like okay. like potential pieces and this, these are things that are being worked out right sure um you know they they go and they like just give an image and they're like yeah it's the final image but in their world it's not the final image it's just a, something for the development team to go play with why they go in a corner and do a bunch of this work right and so they go in the corner and do a bunch of this work and dev team and you know a matter of hours finishes the thing says like okay this is done and bring it to the product owner the product owner says this kind of looks like crap and they're like i know i don't really like it either but it's it's that's the asset we got from the visual design team you know let's talk to them so we go to talk to the visual design team and lo and behold no 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 we're working on the real one that's just like a placeholder and needless to say, the d- development team's like, what, WTF? Like, uh, we didn't agree to this, right? And so then we finally, you know, another day passes, and we get back the design, and it's something uh, that will not work with CSS pretty much at all, right? And then there's also all sorts of design inconsistencies and style guide violation, right? And so, like, this, all this feedback goes back in, into this other team, right? And they're kind of frustrated that, like, how dare you shit on our masterpiece, but on top of that, it's like, well, we're going to need a few more days to make all these fixes. And in the meantime, the development team is like, WTF? Like, <laughs> you know, it, you know, and, and I mean, what it kind of came down to is if we would have, if you would even have drawn this on a piece of paper with no Photoshop, with no anything, and said you wanted to do these things, we could have told you right away that there were two inconsistencies and one of the things wouldn't work with CSS at all before you ever spent a minute of work why don't you do that? And the look back was like, well, I don't know. Like, we can't work that way. It's impossible to work that way. And so I'm starting to see disconnects within the organization. This is not just a design thing. This is just not a development thing. I'm seeing this on everything from new initiatives that the company has to, um, you know, new new processes that the company has. Like, people are not equipped to deal with tight feedback loops. Right, and when you introduce like, hey, there's this way that you could get this feedback real quick. It's just like that, that's not possible. Yeah, you know, I think there's um, there's a bit of a hump to get over for a lot of people around showing something that's incomplete, with the understanding that uh, you know, in the context of looking for feedback, if I have something, you know, where, where you give me, you know, maybe as a stakeholder, you give me a direction of, hey, we need to we need to get this value or we need to do this thing. Um, you know, if I'm looking to get it right or spend my time doing the right thing, uh, in the context of looking for feedback, it makes sense to go and show you a bunch, you know, and say, hey, right. is, am I on the right track? You know, the visual I've always seen is there's that straight line drawn horizontally and then the kind of lines that crisscross over it. And, you know, minimizing the distance you are from that straight line is, you know, helps you stay on the right track. Right. And that's the why that visual is so great. But I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks who they I don't think they necessarily want the long feedback loop, but they don't want to go show their boss or someone who's in charge or whatever you want to call it something that's not really done because I think they think that reflects poorly on them. And I've heard a lot of feedback uh, from people in that situation where they would rather go present something that's this whole entire package and then get like a big checklist back like list out all the things that are wrong and then right. I'm going to go back and fix those things as if there's some you know context switching nightmare where I, I could I couldn't possibly go ask you once a day to right. look at this thing you know that would just I, that would totally throw me for a loop so I need to spend two weeks you know in the bat cave doing it and then I'll come back and show you yeah and I, I definitely think there's some some element to I think people have a hard time being able to see the smaller things 
without seeing the bigger thing, right? I, 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 and I usually use like the interior design comment around this, right? Like there are these really fantastic uh, spatially aware people that can walk into a room that's totally empty and envision what the room looks like and envision, you know, pieces of the room. And other people are like, I, you've, you've totally lost me. I think that sounds like shit. I would have to see what it looks like before I'd say, like, I'd be okay with it. And I think that that same thing happens to people who are not used to doing things in small chunks. They can't... I, I think once you get to the point where you can tear things down into small components and understand how those small components work, whether this be code, whether this be visual design, whether this be a process, whether this be anything, when you can understand how every little piece kind of works and, and you get good at that, I think it becomes much easier to assemble a bigger piece without having to see all the little pieces in place. Where when you're not as good at that, I think I think it's very hard to see like get feedback on an individual component to something because the only way you can understand it is if you see it all together. I see this all the time with developers and code, right? Like I couldn't possibly do unit testing and do this kind of thing because like I have to have the solution in my head before I yes. could ever yeah. write a line of code opposed to saying like, what's the smallest little piece of this code that I could do something with, right? And, and when I look at it, like I think really good TDD people put feedback loops at like the lowest level, which is like, Every line is a feedback loop. Right. I think that's the that's the joke of, you know, your best debugger is the undo, right? You know, right. you should only have to undo once or twice maybe to get back to yes. passing tests. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was talking to someone actually about testing this week, and this was their kind of first stab at doing tests first. Uh, I think they were kind of on board with the merits of that or, you know, they understood the benefits. And, and one of the comments that they had made after, uh, you know, trying it out for, you know, probably half a day, it was, man, this makes you really think of everything. And I think they were feeling overwhelmed with the number of different kind of paths they could take or, you know, decisions they would have to make. And, uh, you know, so I suggested, hey, one technique I've seen that's worked pretty well is, you know, you start kind of just writing things down. And you see this a lot with uh, when people do code katas. They'll write down things from almost like kind of the simplest scenario to a more complex one. And you kind of just go down the list and you're just checking things off. But, you know, and I was thinking about in in a bigger picture, there's something about that from, you know, so I think that was an example of like you're saying feedback loops and maybe in code or with unit tests, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But in the, in the, bigger picture for whatever this feature was that was in this sprint, you know, it's the time boxes or components get larger and larger. You know, I think there was something to be said for, hey, maybe you should go, what if we implemented the simple thing, this kind of happy path, simple thing, and see if that's going to work with this other thing that we have to integrate with? Because, you know, are we going to wait till we get to the end of this two-week sprint and then find out, well, these things don't really fit together? You know, I think that's one of the things that maybe from a code or technical perspective, I think a lot of developers have bought into continuous integration, right? That's kind of becoming more of a standard table stakes kind of thing, which I think is a continuous, it's a feedback loop. And so that's kind of an easy thing to make. But then going outside the technical realm into, hey, let's go talk to the the stakeholders about this and see what right. they, they actually think about how this looks or works or how the user interacts with it, whatever, that's still maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and, and I mean, when, when it's when it's done well, it's like I get th- these little happy moments, right? So, I mean, uh, you know, one of the folks on the management team kind of asked, you know, seen that there was some frustration going on between in, in this kind of design realm and kind of asked, like, well, what is, it, what is, like, you know, solid feedback look like? And I was able to give uh, a demonstration to something that was happening within the team 
pretty much right in real time at the same time this whole thing was going on inside of Slack with somebody who was remote where it was, you know, hey, this person, you know, in, in planning, they'd kind of decided that they, you know, to leave it fairly loose and they would kind of solve it is they went through, which I'm totally fine with. I know some people that's like just apeshit crazy, but like I'm okay with it, right? Um, and so what this person did is they basically took this really small implementation of like almost the, 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 the you know, to put it in perspective, it's a huge thing around a number of product stuff. And, and then there's this element around uh, like how to, how to handle multiple SKUs, right? And, and everybody knew that was like one of the more tricky things to handle. So this person went and kind of did a very quick in HTML, CSS, and, and coded it up, right, in, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, coded this thing up to say, you know, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And the product person was able to go like, no, that doesn't work for me, but let me draw on a piece of paper really quick based on what you just showed me, the changes that I would make to do it. They gave that back. The person 30 minutes later said, okay, I rearranged the things and, and did this changes. Is this looking looking decent? And, you know, immediately was like, hey, we need some more spacing here. We need a couple things like this. And so in, a, in the course of an hour, you, you saw these like five back and forth exchanges of, you know, like, do these jeans make my look, butt look big? It's like, no, but they don't match your shoes. Okay, let me go grab another pair of shoes. Hey, this is, hey, those look really good, but, you, you know, you should try this other kind of stuff. And, and, you know, you walk out with an outfit, right? And, you know, it's like, this is what this looks like when you have a tight feedback loop, right? Like, this person didn't wait and do everything on, you know, this form or on this page or on this thing. They, they were trying to tackle the, the most difficult component and get feedback right away so that they could move on. And, and right, the, the, the stakeholder kind of said, like, well, okay, well, how come we're not doing that? On the other thing, it's like, well, because it, it took the team nine months to get here, right? Like, the, the, the same problem existed with this team nine months ago, and it, and it was, you know, a, a course of saying, like, man, we're, we get screwed when we don't tighten the feedback loop to the point where now the feedback loop is much tighter, right? And so, you know, I, 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 how, do, how do we accelerate? Maybe that's what I would ask is how do we accelerate that pain so people get to valuing feedback much sooner well uh i mean i think part of the when i've seen this be successful kind of accelerating that is i think there's a little bit of you know leap of faith of i'm going to ask for help or ask for feedback earlier than i would otherwise and just getting comfortable with that i think is a great first step um and once you get comfortable with that i think it's a lot easier to um kind of ease yourself into the that kind of iterative thing that you were describing where people are kind of quickly doing simple things. And I think that's the other big component that I've seen uh, work really well is when you keep things pretty low fidelity for the most part. Right. You know, I, I can't remember what where I saw this, but um, it might have been Diana Larson. Someone had posted a graphic about... Um, someone had posted a graphic where they were describing that when you have these kind of high fidelity pictures, you get a lot of questions about, you know, well, I don't really like that font or I don't really like where that thing's position to the color right and the, the lower you get where it's more like just a sharpie on a index card or a whiteboard right. marker or whatever there's less of that stuff that you have to worry about and so it's a lot easier i think to focus in on like okay we know that there's more to this than what you can see here but we're specifically talking about this user interaction or the way this particular thing works um how can we improve that yeah so i think we're out of time so thanks derek and give us feedback on uh, facebook or twitter oh, or wherever we, we, we want tight feedback loops too Thanks. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? 
head over to enneagramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Enneagram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out enneagramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.